Last time on In Vain. I'm gonna fucking bite him. And your mouth fills with his blood, and it tastes like the sweetest wine, the best drug. It feels so good, and you could just drink and drink and drink and never stop. You crouch down, and you just leap a story up. (laughs) You land in the window, tuck and roll, and you're inside your room. What the hell? Holy shit, you are so... Greetings, listeners, and welcome once again to another episode of In Vain. I am Chad. You can find me on Twitter at Chadlicious, and I am the storyteller. Hello, everyone. My name is Shiny Kiwi, and I am the player of this game. <laughs> and you could find me on Twitter and on Twitch of at Introverse Guild. And my Twitter is VD Alex or Shiny Kiwi. And which character do you play, player? Oh, I play as Elsa. <laughs> um, our our native German lady. And I am Tessa, your RPG mom. You can find me on Twitter at Selkie Dreams. And I play Dallas, your punk ass gangrel. Punk ass. And so what happened last game, ladies? Oh, not much. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Dallas oh. left home permanently, left her dad a really nice, sweet letter. And then we tried to mess up some Nazis, and we succeeded in messing up the Nazis. We really succeeded in messing up the Nazis. Um, We did have a little help from the Beast. Yeah. Why do I feel like the Beast is like this schizophrenic voice on the back of Elsa's head that just randomly talks to her? That's what what it's looking like to me. It's the embodiment of all your self-destructive evil impulses. Oh, great. And it took control of you, and you turned a neo-Nazi's face into a pavement paste. Into soup. Into pavement paste. Yeah, and Dallas learned what happens when you start enjoying fighting a little bit too much and inadvertently rip out somebody's throat with your bare hands. What did we learn? (laughs) Woods. And then, Hashtag Woods. (laughs) The two of you allowed yourself to get too damn hungry, and horrible things happened yeah it was not good dallas had to head for the woods and elsa hashtag woods yes hashtag woods and elsa had to grab an old man off the street superman leave onto the top of the building <laughs> and went to a hunger frenzy all over him she didn't know she could do that she didn't know she she could she could leap on top of buildings that's awesome but at the same time it's awful I'm so glad that I could I only eat animals. And after after Elsa slaked her hunger completely, you met up again with Dallas in the woods, correct? Did I don't think we did. Yeah, we did cuz I had uh found myself a nice plump juicy deer to devour and then we found the boiler room or wherever it was that we were hanging out in your secret space. Yes. Oh, I thought we did that after. No, we... Oh, no, no, no. no. You, you were in the boiler room before, and then you woke up, then you were way too hungry, and then you ran out, and then we picked up. We're going to pick up in the woods. So we... So 
so we killed the neo-Nazis and then we went back to the university. That's we right. Sorry. Slept in the boiler room and then we went out and then we got too hungry and crazy and I killed the old man. And then you went into the woods. So now I have to try and find you wherever you are. Woods. The woods. The hashtag woods. <laughs> so we're separated at the moment. Okay. So Elsa, where we start the story, are you going to seek out Dallas in the woods or are yes. you going to, okay. So you actually, you are on the rooftop and you, you come back to your senses and you see the mutilated remains of an old man in your arms. And I want you to roll 1d10 and tell me the result. Two. The beast gains more of a hold on your soul, no. and you lose one point of humanity, and you erase no. off of your humanity track. What? You just grow a little more colder and callous. So I have seven humanity now. Yes, I'll I'll read the uh, the rules for the. I'll read the heading for Humanity 7 to you, and you just roleplay accordingly. All right, and some of the rules change. So most human beings have humanity scores of 7 or so. Vampires at this level of humanity can usually manage to pass for mortals. Vampires with humanity 7 typically subscribe to normal social mores. Sure, sin is wrong, but dodging taxes and speed limits are not sins. The vampire feels some connection to other beings, even human beings, though more than a little selfishness shines through, just like everyone else in the world, mortal or not. Rules for Humanity 7 vampires are much the same for those other kindred. You must make a rouse check to use Blush of Life. You cannot have sexual intercourse per se, but you can fake it by winning a Dexterity plus Charisma test if you wish. Unless, unless, yeah, unless using your Blush of Life, food and drink makes you vomit. Make a Composure plus Stamina test to be able to get outside or to a bathroom first. So in order to keep any kind of anything other than blood down, you have to use um, the Blush of Life, which is you just make a rouse check and you your bodily functions work for a scene. Is there a way to get the beast off of you? Like eventually? You can raise your humanity by lots and lots and lots of role-playing. Cool. So it's going to be a while until I get my eight back. Oh, don't worry. Save these questions for in-game, because I'm sure there'll be some characters that'll kindly help you out in that regard. Okay. Let's continue. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, no! So, the, the important thing is you lose that point of humanity because you... Whatever, whatever is going on inside your mind right now, you just cannot work up the energy to feel remorse about this act. You were hungry, and he was there, and that's all it was. Okay. And now you're on some rooftops, and you, you decide to try out. You, know, you, you jumped pretty high up to get to this building, and you found out that because of the particular nature of your vampiric blood, you can literally leap from rooftop to rooftop pretty easily. I'm going to set the old man down in the alleyway so that he doesn't decay on top of a rooftop. And then I'm going to start leaping across the rooftops to get to the woods. Excellent. 
while Elsa is Batmaning her way across Heidelberg to get to the woods, what is Dallas doing? <laughs> Dallas is enjoying some tasty, tasty deer. It's kind of bland, but you do manage to slake, let's see, a deer, deer-sized corpse, maybe about like one hunger. I'm probably going to need to do a little bit more than that then. All right, you can give me a, another composure plus animal ken roll, including your hunger, to see if you can find another deer easily. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Um... <laughs> Like a lot of dice. Uh, I have a very high composure. Animal Ken is six dice for me. Um, shit, that's a lot of successes. Uh, seven, ten, ten, nine. So, was any of those tens on a hunger die? Yes. So you have a messy critical. Oh, giddy. Yeah, so messy critical all over my feeding. Oh no, the beast helps you hunt and you're already uh suffering from your clan compulsion so you are the animal you are the beast inside and you stalk the night in silence and just ruthless efficiency and you you eventually bring down a big game to bring your hunger down to one i am the night yeah and about i am the <laughs> And about this time, uh, Elsa, you get to the edge of the woods where, you know, Dallas was indicating she was running off to. Okay. Am I away far enough from people? You can get there eventually. You can also continue to super leap your way into the woods. Oh, man, that sounds rad. I'm going to continue doing that for about, like, three more super leaps, and then I'm just going to start calling out Dallas's name. You get deep into the woods, you start calling out for Dallas, and Dallas, you finish feeding, and you easily stock up behind Elsa, completely silent. What do you choose to do? Choose wisely. (laughs) Dallas Uh. is covered in gore and bits of hair and God knows what else. She looks like she thoroughly enjoyed herself. Elsa has the most grossest face. She's a, she just killed an old man, but this is nothing compared to what the fuck she's looking at right now. Um, so it's just a a blood red uh, rock punk rock carry with uh, glowing red eyes. Yes, <laughs> punk rock carry with glowing red eyes. <laughs> she she's gonna scream and she's like, "Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I've been calling your name for." Hours. Um, I was hungry. Uh, I can see that. I imagine Dallas spitting out like a little chunk of deer ear right now. Ew! Just it's just a whole ear. Just she's just gnawing on. It's like it's like like dried ears that people let dogs chew on, and she's just oh chewing God. on it. <laughs> she's like, I was hungry. No, no. <laughs> um. They need to get you cleaned up right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that this is not a good look to go back to town in. No, you're never going to find a husband that way. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, that was high on my list of priorities. Sure. Come on, let's go look for a stream or something. Fuck. <laughs> you look fucking terrible. <laughs> And Dallas knows the area well enough, you know, where there's a nearby stream where you can, you both can get a little cleaned up. You're not exactly fresh as a daisy. 
I show her uh, the blood marks. Yeah, uh, one old man didn't make it tonight. Don't worry, it wasn't your dad. You ate a human. I, yeah, that's happened. And Elsa, you have, your hunger is currently at zero. Like, you were completely satisfied for the night, and the beast is just in a, it's not bothering you right now. Yeah, I feel totally fine. Uh, I don't, here's this annoying nagging in the back of my head. I don't feel hungry right now. You obviously aren't feeling uh, as hungry anymore. As hungry. I'm still hungry, but not not to the point where I can't stand it. You can feel this peace whenever you choose to. You just have to sacrifice a mortal to your hunger. Hmm. Ha. Uh, that's a problem. So we're going to go to the stream. Um, I'm just going to keep glancing back and forth at Talus, who is... Kind of, I think, maybe an inch taller than Elsa. And she's just, Jesus. Like, she kind of she kind of leans over and then just notices, like, a little a chunk of a deer and then just picks it off of Dallas and just flicks it behind her. She's like, there was something on your arm. <laughs> oh, thanks. So you get to a stream and you both clean up. Yeah, Elsa's going to clean up like usual. And, um... Elsa's, I think she's going to clean the jacket that Dallas gave her and hand it back to her when she's done. And she's like, there's a little blood on it, but it should be fine. Thanks. You look at Dallas, who's covered in deer gore. She's slowly getting there. She's slowly becoming like a normal punk rock, punk rock chick. Getting like... I'll even help her, like, get the blood out of her hair and stuff. That's, like, Elsa's, like, taking the water and just pouring it on top of her head and, like, just, just, like... Oh, thank you. Pulling on her hair. She's like, you're welcome. So, the two of you have an important decision that you need to make. Is this going to be the extent of your existence? Hiding in the library boiler room during the day and at night? just marauding through the streets, cleaning yourself in streams and, and living like animals? I don't like having to do this. Me neither, but if we can't be living out in the woods, I, I know that I called ourselves monsters and uh, I don't think that's true. Says the person who ate somebody. It was sad. I didn't want to eat him, but I was hungry, and it would have been better than unleashing what happened two nights ago on a dozen people. I don't disagree with that. Exactly. We need to figure out how we're going to live. We can't be in the woods, and we can't be living in the boiler room day in and day out. It's too much, and Gregory could see me, and... We could, sometimes we come back dirty, and I don't want to explain to him why we're a bunch of dirty women. Maybe we, maybe we need to find an apartment somewhere. I've got a little bit of money 
um, not a lot, but I've got a bit of money that we could probably pool our resources and get a place, maybe. That could do. Um, Gregory, I wonder, does Elsa know if, like, Gregory would be up for, well, she's like, I don't know how I'm going to explain to Gregory about this. I don't even know where to start. I don't know. Maybe you can just talk to him and I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to tell him the whole truth or just enough to keep him protected? Obviously the latter. Protected from what? There's nothing out there that goes bump in the night aside from us. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forget. Never mind. Carry on. You both are horrible. I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm kidding. Don't lie. Uh, Let's look around. We can find an abandoned building somewhere. That's a start. We just need to make sure that the windows are blacked out. Yeah. Um, Elsa's going to look at herself and feel clean enough that she's not covered in someone else's blood. And then she's going to make sure Dallas isn't painted red. You you guys are passable enough now, if okay. a little damp. Okay. All right, well, let's go. I... We're not monsters, okay? Forget I ever said that. Okay. I'll explain later. And uh, Elsa's just gonna just go in one direction. <laughs> All right, Dallas. Uh, let's go find us somewhere to live. All right, so you guys spend the night wandering the city looking for buildings that could potentially suit your needs yes and uh elsa is specifically going to tell dallas that she wants a two-story building what i want you both to do is to give me a this, this could take a while this could probably take all night but it's not like you guys have anything to worry about you're like the scariest things on the streets right now so give me a composure and investigation role to see if you can find a suitable place to spend your days oh that's great um am i including hunger dice yep the tiniest dice pool ever uh no successes and elsa uh two tens and two fours Good, that more than makes up for me not getting anything. So two tens, so you got a critical success. Hell yeah. So you are wandering around the town, and it takes a couple of hours, and you two are wandering through the city streets. It's late at night. There's not many people on the streets. They're mostly at home. Are you two looking around and walking together in silence or are you chatting a bit as you're looking for a suitable haven? I would assume Elsa's kind of quietly chatting. She's a chatty box. Yeah, I mean, I imagine we're kind of discussing what would be benefits and pros and cons and what we would like, uh, ideally. You come across uh, a building. This is a part of town that's more of a residential area, kind of far away from you know, the college and the dorms and uh, more where the, you know, the people who... Heidelberg is a college slash tourist town. You know, so the service industry people, you know, apartments for you know, servers, hotel workers. And you come across a building that used to be a club 
maybe a few decades ago, but it's recently been closed down, and there's a for sale sign in front of it. It's two stories, and it, used, it looks like it used to be a combination uh, nightclub and apartments on top. So I point to that one, and I'm like, I want that one, and we're getting it, and there's no more questions. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean, there's a question of how much it costs. She rolls her eyes. She's going to go up to the uh, for sale sign and look at the price. Well, there's no price on the sign, but there is the number of the realtor. She should probably call during business hours. Oh, right. Um, well, Elsa's going to take out her notebook and write down the number. And she turns around uh, with a grin on her face and she looks at Dallas and she's like, do you think we could uh, sneak in just to look at it? Or maybe spend the night so we don't uh, die in the sunlight? Well, if we spend the night and someone is touring it, they're gonna see two comatose women in the building. But I th- we could probably sneak in and take a look. This sounds like a plan. Um... So, uh, Elsa, Elsa wants to know if there is a way to sneak into the building without crashing a window or breaking a window or just busting down the, down the door. Uh, are either one of you skilled in larceny? Nope. Nope. Not larceny. So neither one of you has any idea on how to break into a window without, break into a building without literally breaking in yeah right this would be so much easier if we could have um i don't know a a, a friend or something look into this for us yeah that would be great um so okay so she's gonna put her notebook away i think we i think i have a friend that could possibly help us out with this it's Gregory, though. Do you trust him? I trust him with my life. Then maybe we should go talk to Gregory. Yeah, I was just hoping that we wouldn't be fucking uh, through town again and have another scenario or an incident. Well, neither of us are hungry at the moment, so let's hurry. All right. So, do I know how far it is? Um, actually, you know what? I want to let's. I want to try and go home. Uh, you mean your apartment? It's it's very late at this point, and the trains are not running. So I guess we would have to go back to the boiler room. Well, I mean these these cities, these European cities, are extraordinarily large. I mean, we're not talking the size of a West Coast city. So, given a, enough time, an hour or so, and you guys could get back to the library. Okay. You would probably just be skirting close to dawn, though. So, you might want to hurry. Al says, yeah, she's going to sigh. She's like, if we, if we make it back to the library, we are catching close to dawn, but I don't think we will lose time. And then when we wake up tomorrow, we can try and find Gregory, because he's usually at the library, right? What day is it? 
what 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 will tomorrow be? So it's Wednesday night. So tomorrow will be Thursday. Okay, so it's like the end of the week, almost. All right. So you will you guys plan on going to the library and spending another night there, and then tomorrow night trying to lo- contact Gregory. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so you do so, and you manage to get to your safe place in the library before the first rays of the sun come out to banish the darkness. And you spend another day in deep sleep in the boiler room, and night falls. And I want you both to give me another rouse check. Seven. You awaken and you are no hungrier than you were last night when you went to sleep. Ten. You also wake up and the beast doesn't stir any more than usual. Woohoo. Fuck yeah. I am going to look at the clock and go and uh, go to Gregory's office and look, uh, look at Dallas and be like, I'll be right back. Sure. Wait, nope. I don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to sit down with Dallas and I'm going to uh, going to sit down and be like, we need a plan if I'm going to tell him that we want to live in this new building. I need a good reason why he's going to invest money into helping me restore this place. Business ideas, maybe? I've never worked anywhere. Others and the library. I mean, I would have to give him a good reason as to why. I don't. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with him. I mean, obviously, I'm willing to put some money in too. Well, Gregory can can cover the majority of the cost. We. I I feel like I just need to convince him that we need this place. What if I told him that we were starting a club? That's what I was kind of thinking with the whole starting a business thing. Oh, then we're on the same page. Glad I talked this out. We're going to go to Gregory now, and then she's going to leave the boiler room. All right. Is, is, would Gregory usually be at the library this late? I mean, it's not super late. It's about... Maybe a little, a little before eight o'clock at night. I think Gregory would just be leaving the library, but she can catch him. So she knows what time she leaves his office and she's going to, um, she's going to pretend like she, she's just now coming into the library. She's going to, she's going to walk out the door and then she's going to go back, come back in the door and then be like, Gregory, (laughs) hey, (laughs) glad I caught you. Hopefully that can happen. (laughs) I want you to give me a manipulation and subterfuge role. God damn it. Um, that's not hard. That's five dice for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, it is. Okay, so four, three, four, nine... And nine. Right, so two successes. Not bad. So you actually managed to make a convincing show of, oh, I'm just walking in and you happen to be there. So yes. you Yes. So you intercept Gregory as he was putting on his hat and getting ready to leave the library, and he sees you Oh, Elsa. Are you okay? Hi Gregory. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling so fine. Um, he gives you a hug. I'm gonna give him a hug. And I'm gonna pat his back and um, look more excited than usual. So I glad I caught you just now. I was wondering if we could talk in your office. Uh, sure. It's something really important, and I wouldn't stop you from going home and sleeping if if it wasn't. Of course. He, he gestures with his arm and leads you over to his office, and he puts his things down, puts his hat back on the rack, and, and sits down at his desk, and he's, so what's... What has been going on this week, Elsa? You, you've not been yourself. I... I have a lot to process. Um, there's been a lot going on. Uh, I met a new friend, though. Uh, you met her. Her her name's Dallas. Yes, she she wants to be. Uh, she wants to enroll for next semester. Yeah, you should. I uh, hopefully the paperwork's going well for her. Well, there's just a few things, and I've, you know, we have her number, and we're going to reach out to her in a bit. Uh, oh, good. So how, what, what can I do for you, Elsa? Well, I just, before I start, I want to say I'm sorry for being uh, here and there, here and there. Um, I haven't been talking to you as of late and I wanted to apologize because Sunday was very crazy and um, there's the things I don't want to talk about but I don't want you to worry because everything's fine everything's okay um, and at this point Gregory reaches out with his hand he takes your hand in his and says Elsa, whenever you're ready to talk about it, I'm here. Okay? She's going to bite her lips so she'll start crying. Um, I'm I'm glad you're here, too. I'm just, whenever I'm ready, I'll, I'll start talking to you. But anyway, and I, I pull my hand away so I know how cold it might be. Um... I can feel my own cold, dead self. And his warmth. And I can feel his warmth, and I actually grip it before pulling away. Not in a vice grip, but just in a... like in a, in a gesture. Um, so, anyway, uh, I was wondering if you could help me and Dallas... Um, I think she's a great candidate for starting this business, uh, idea that I've had for a while. And I didn't want to say anything until I was sure I was ready for it. There is a, there's a building, uh, not far from here that's for sale. And it looks like it used to be a nightclub. And we were wondering if you could, if I, I was wondering if you could help me financially uh, restore it and help me out. Maybe. 
So he he looks a little surprised at them. He was definitely not expecting this as part of this conversation. So he he pauses for a bit after as you after you speak, and he looks at you. And he says, "You you and Dallas wish to start a business." Yeah. But I've been thinking a lot, and I decided that I don't think I, this is going to hurt, but I don't think I want to work in the library the entire time of my lifespan. I'll still come around, I'll still be willing to help with things like Walpurgis Nacht, and, but... This is something that's been on my mind for a while, and I want to, I, I would really appreciate your help. He nods, weighing your words, says, well, I'm not offended that you don't want to continue working at the library. I mean, I, I understand that you have a real passion for you know, singing and being interested in the club makes some kind of sense and Dallas is a, is a friend you say that we want to open up this club with yeah I think she'll be perfect for being a bodyguard and she could uh, watch the door and watch me and I've always wanted to sing and you know how much I love to sing and I can't sing in the library when people are staring at me when they want to study, so I I think that I think this would be a wonderful time to get started on that career. He stands up and he walks over to the side of the desk and he crouches down a little bit just to kind of get to eye level with you and he he takes your hand uh, in his again and he says, Elsa, I'd be honored to support you and Dallas in this venture. Okay, I have some money set aside. Uh, what? Where's the property that you were were thinking about? Where was the property? Oh, it was like in the residential area. You give him the address and the phone number of the realtor. Oh yeah, I take out my notebook and I um I give him the phone number, and it's like I saw. I just thought that it was very pretty and it's a very nice private quiet area of the neighborhood, and I think a lot of people will appreciate us reopening. A bar that yeah, maybe that you used to go to. Probably had a lot of fun in those. I will take a look at this and I will, well, I guess I will figure out what's going on with this and talk to the realtor. Um, where will you be staying at your place or are you going to be spending the night in the boiler room again? What? I no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh... Elsa. I haven't. Elsa. I haven't been sleeping in the boiler room. How the fuck does he know that? Elsa, I don't. This isn't something you can hide from me. Okay, it's okay. I found out what happened at your apartment, and I don't blame you. Okay. Okay, I didn't want to tell you because I just thought. That was my little hiding space, and Christina is such a great friend for... Mm -mm -mm -mm. And she's going to stand up. She's like, 
oh, I guess I'll go get my things in. Unless it's okay if it's you that I stay. Uh, how about you just give me some time to... I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow, and uh, we will. Why don't we just meet back here again around this time? Oh, uh, okay. God damn it, Christina! I'm still taken by surprise. Like she's, she's gonna hug Gregory. She she's like, if I don't be, you know, take a night and go look at the. Uh... Oh no! You maybe you should go by yourself to. To look at the place, since I'll be, uh, I'll be doing other things to get ready. He nods slowly. Okay. <laughs> great, great. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, and uh, she's like, if she were still alive, she would be blushing very hard right now out of embarrassment. She's like... You know what? I'm very proud to be sleeping in the boiler room. That's all I wanted to say. Good night. Good night. And she, she closes the door. She makes her way up to the boiler room because she's a primpy little princess. And she's going to close the boiler room. She's like, fucking Gregory knows I'm up here. He doesn't know you're up here, but he knows I'm up here. Fucking great. <laughs> Did you explain why you're up here? No, he thinks it's because I was robbed on Monday night, and I didn't tell him you were here, but it's going to be all sorted out. So hopefully, I think we're going to get that building. Keep your hopes up. All right, so what do the two of you do with the rest of your night? Elsa's going to read a book, just any book, probably just a book about science and how to dissect a frog or something. All right, and what is Dallas going to do with her night? Dallas is going to kind of pace around the room a little bit. She's not used to being cooped up. There's a whole city out there. Uh, do you, do you want to go out, or do you want to stay in? I mean, how is this the next night, or is this? No, this is the beginning of the next night, Thursday night. Oh, I thought we slept, and then it was the next. Oh. Oh, Jesus. So confusing. It is Thursday night. It's Thursday night. Okay. Um, so do I feel any hungrier or? Nope. Okay, good. Can I ask how long hunger lasts? Uh, until you fail a rouse check or uh, that's, well, that's really, you, know, you fail a rouse check when you wake up for the night or use a discipline that requires okay. a rouse check. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, what are we going to do? We can go to one of your parties. If, if you want, I know to make you feel more like your old self. I'm not opposed to a party. Me neither. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she's going to be all perky. I mean, the last party you guys went to was killer. Hell yeah, it was. Um, Aw, yeah. Aw, yeah. Uh, so, Elsa's just gonna... So, what kinds of parties do you go to? Ones where there are copious amounts of alcohol and cute people to look at. Let's go to... Let's go to those. I'm up for it. Alrighty. 
I assume that I have kind of a, a bead usually on when parties are going to be or where they normally start. Yeah, I want you to give me a wits and streetwise. Ah, that I've got. Hell yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that is a critical success. We're going to go to the best damn party. Any crits on your blood die? Nope, no crits on the blood die. Oh, good. Two tens on my normal dice. And that's my only two successes. So that's a crit, so that counts as four successes. So you know of, let's see, you're like, you look at the, you think for a second, you think about what day it is, and it's Thursday night. It is the first week of May. You know of, you know, that Heidi's place promised to be a pretty intense kicking party for the college students at this warehouse in the, the center of Heidelberg. So, yeah, we're going to go to Heidi's place. Uh, That's Heidi's place. It's like this old kind of uh, cool warehouse that uh, parties get thrown in. It's, it's pretty awesome. Did you get your makeup, do yourself up all pretty and let's go. Yeah, she's going to do just that. Um, she's going to grab whatever. She's going to do whatever she can to look cute and pretty. And she's going to fix her hair and wash her face and stuff like that. Take a shower and Gregory shower and then uh, get redressed and everything. And then, yeah, you come back out. She's like, I'm ready. Awesome. Let's roll. Make your way to... The warehouse district and the two of you show up to this party in this big warehouse and dallas you're the one that got the crit so you tell us what would be the the party of alice's dreams like what could be done in this space that a lot it's very popular very talked about very the college crowd's very interested in these types of parties what does elsa walk into elsa these as you walk in, there's like this little hallway and then it opens up to a big open space and there is a DJ booth up in at the head of the building and the music is pumping. There are there's like a mosh pit off to one side and then there's places and tables for people to sit. There's a second story, but it's open that just kind of has a balcony that you could look out and just watch people. Um, and off into the corner, there is a bar. Um, and it also looks like there are other menus uh, that may get passed around that people seem to be pointing at and speaking with very specific bartenders who kind of usher them into a private room and they might be getting other things in there aside from alcohol but it is packed wall to wall with people that are just here to dance and let loose and it's kind of just like this hedonistic experience so it's loud music drinking mortals grinding up against each other this you just walk in and you can you just like the, the sweat the sounds the smells just everything this this is life this is mortality this is elsa and this is also v talking nine 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 <laughs> and it's a little too overwhelming for elsa it's very overwhelming for elsa and she's like 
God, it smells awful in here. It kind of smells delicious. Someone brushes up against Elsa and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> she's just kind of grossed out by everything. Well, excuse you, lady. I am a lady. Respect it. So she kind of looks at Dallas and she's like, this was a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> uh, she wants to, she's like going to try and like make a U-turn. <laughs> she's trying to escape. <laughs> I, you don't have to stay if you don't want. It's okay. Uh, ew. Um, well, Elsa's got nothing else to do with her time, so. And I'm sure out on the, the fringes of the party is a little bit more mellow for people that are taking a break from a frenzied excitement in the center of the warehouse. Yeah, she's going to try and pull off to the side and try and find a quiet area. And she's going to pat Dallas and she's like, you go have fun now. She's like, don't get too rowdy. I'll try. At all. And then she's just going to walk away and like where she is going to try and keep an eye on uh, Dallas from her area. And I think at this point, uh, this is a, a good time to bring up something else uh, in the game. Uh, we haven't set your desires yet. A desire is something that you want to accomplish maybe in the span of a story or a scene, just something very quick and something that your character wants to do that usually involves another character in the story, NPC or player character. I don't know what Elsa's desires would be. Well, it sounds like you're pretty keen on getting that club. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking connections. Okay. So it's something your character would like to do, and if you achieve your desire, it replenishes your willpower. Ooh, nice. So Elsa maybe overhears them people talking about the old club or something like that. And then she gets the idea in her head to start trying and talking about connections. And really, she doesn't want to talk to these rowdy, disgusting people. Um, but she's just, this is not her scene. This is not her place. But she's going to try and get that apartment building because she really wants it. And um, she's going to talk to the first person that looks like they are connection worthy. Sure, you're getting, you're networking, you're getting to know people at a raging party. What was about Dallas? What would Dallas's desire be? At the moment, uh, physical contact. Oof. <laughs> like violent or otherwise? Otherwise. Okay. Violent is scary right now, so not violent. Down, check a black barrel. Hey, if you can't feel one vice, feel the other. <laughs> Elsa is doing her thing and Dallas is, is trying to do her thing, uh, apparently. Can Elsa watch what Dallas's thing is? Like, does, she, does she get like a glimpse of Dallas? Kinky. <laughs> so apparently watching Dallas is Elsa's thing, so. Well, not forever. She just wants to, for some reason, she feels like she needs to keep an eye on Dallas. Like she has these vibes that Dallas can get into trouble at any moment. So, but she's still trying to make connections and whatnot. Okay, probably valid. So Dallas, if you are trying to find companionship or, or some other kind of non-violent physical contact, uh, let me see. So are you trying, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to just 
have like attract things to you or seeking it out? Um, attract if possible. All right, so that would be charisma and let's see. I'm assuming we're talking something about seduction. So seduction is usually subterfuge. So that'd be a charisma plus subterfuge roll. Don't forget to include your hunger. I will not. Clack, 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 clack. One nine on the hunger die, one nine on a regular die. What type of person would, I don't know, describe this person, Dallas. Um, He's uh, definitely got tattoos, very punk, uh, a little bit older than Dallas, uh, kind of uh, the very much the bad boy kind of uh, vibe coming off of him. And she just goes into fl- full on flirt mode. All right. Well, you succeeded. So it goes, the flirting goes very well. And eventually he makes a motion that it, basically the universal sign. Hey, you want to get out of here? She kind of jerks her head towards the, uh, the back rooms that people are, are going into and see if maybe there's something back there that's interesting. Okay, so Elsa, you see Dallas is chatting up some large tattooed guy who's a lot older than her. Jesus. Well, she's 18. Everyone's a lot older than her. And you see them going into one of the back rooms to be alone. What do you do? Huh. I'm going to turn to the person I'm talking to and be like... Could you excuse me for one second? And then uh, get up and um, immediately go to Dallas's side uh, or just catch her as the guy went into the room. What are you doing? What are you going to do to that poor bastard? That was English. <laughs> uh, nothing bad. If, if you... I'm not going to, like... Do, she makes... Like, She's not gonna. She's gonna make like like the fang with the two fingers. She's like, I'm not gonna like. <laughs> yes, I understand that you wouldn't try and do that in a public area, but that man looks like he's in his fifties. He looks so much older than you. I'm. I think I'm just out to have a good time and like chill, right? And uh, just enjoy ourselves. Yes. But he looks like he's 50. I gotta say, Elsa's a bad judge of age. (laughs) That's a a bit excessive. How old is he? I was thinking like mid-20s to late-20s. Okay. But he's had a hard life. He looks like he he smoked too many cigarettes and he looks like he's 50. I'm just saying, but if you want to go and have a good quote quote car fingers like good time uh be my guest with uh this pla- this flagpole uh and i'll be over here trying to make connections for our place bye bye and she walks off dallas is like i didn't ask you to be my mom and she just thinks she's thinking it and she just like kind of rolls her eyes and goes and follows the guy else is gonna roll her eyes She's like, she doesn't, she's kind of nervous of like how long they're actually going to be in there for, but she's going to go back to that person if they're still there and talk to them about this club that Elsa wants to open. Oh, you know what? How about you? Are are you trying to like, just get them excited about it? What what are you, what what are you trying to accomplish here? Telling them about it. I'm telling them what's going to 
be in it. There's going to be singing. There's going to be a lounge area where people can smoke. All right. So give me a charisma and persuasion roll. So that is how many dice? That's four dice for you and include your hunger. I don't have any hunger. Oh, that's right. So that's a a nine, a six, a ten, and a two. Wow, three successes. So yeah, like, oh yeah, that sounds really awesome and that's pretty cool. And there's going to be booze and uh, there's going to be a singer that comes that sings every other night and. Uh, you can bring your friends, and it's going to be in a quiet area, so there's no ruckus or fights or anything like that. You know, just a change of pace. Well, that sounds really great. I'll, I'll spread the word, all right? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank Danka. Okay, great. And, you know, you have that conversation. Is Elsa going to be doing anything else? Because I think Dallas might be taking a little bit of time. Is there a clock anywhere inside this place? Just going to look at the clock. There's no clock. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's going to convince more people because she only talked to one person. She's going to, she's going to make like loops around the club or around the bar and uh, just tell everyone about it. All right. So you, you make your rounds. It, it, you take your time and do that. And you're, you're chatting up people all over the place and you're outside with a group as they're like smoking and stuff and just talking about your club and you're getting like mixed results. Some people are like kind of interested in it. Others are like, why the fuck are you talking to me about some kind of club that you want to open? Yeah. And the, the last group you're talking to, they, they butt out their cigarettes and they start going back to the party. I want you to give me a perception check, Elsa. I can't, I can never remember how many dice I have to use for each roll. So for perception, that is, let's do wits and awareness. So for you, that's three dice. That is two sevens and a two. All right. So you, uh, you start to go back into the party and you hear uh, like a sharp kind of scream coming from one of the alleyways. Uh, I'm going to immediately jerk my head. And am I on the second floor or on the bottom floor? You're outside. Oh, I'm outside. I'm going to uh, run to the, the front of the alleyway. Okay, are you following where the sound is? Yeah, I'm looking for the sound. Okay, so it was just like a sharp kind of brief like shriek and then silence. So people who aren't as perceptive as you would probably miss it but you you get a good location where it is and you head over in that direction and what you you come across this scene you see it looks like a uh, a woman who's probably at a party because the way she's judging from the way she's dressed and everything and you see there's this figure uh looks like cloaked in dark clothing the hood up and he's holding her up in this alleyway, uh, in the darkness, and it looks like he's biting her neck. He's drinking her blood. Oh, no. Nope. I'm gonna stop that right now. I'm gonna charge at him. Like, have my elbow out and just knock him, knock him off. Okay, you're just gonna go running at him? Yeah, running at him, full speed, gonna charge at him. 
All right, I want you to give me a dex plus brawl roll. So that's three for dex, and then, yeah, that's it. Yep, roll it. It's three dice, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, baby, uh, ten and six, two tens and a six. Jesus, okay. <laughs> So that's two tens, so that's a crit and a six. So that's like a total of like five sixes. Jesus, okay. Yeah. So you, you just come charging down this alleyway and you just, what do you do? You just hit him in the head? What are you doing? I am, I'm going to charge at him like full speed and then take my fucking elbow and try and like knock it, knock the point into his neck or something. Or no, knock into his shoulder. I don't know what the weakest point is. I'm trying to fucking take him down. Like, make him let go. Right, you're trying to forcibly remove him from this person. Yes. So you do so. You come, you charge in, you hit him with the elbow, and you obviously you took him by surprise and he's a little bit dazed, but you like hit him with such force that he goes, like he takes a couple of steps back. And as you look at him, he's wearing like, like a, a hooded sweater and he looks at you and his face is just horribly like misshapen. There's hair in weird patches. It's one eye is higher than the other. He barely has a nose and his mouth is full of these needlepoint teeth that are elongated and he's just like smeared with blood right now and he just looks at you gives you like this uh, gives you like this really shocked look and says the fuck was that for nine and then i'm uh where's the girl she's like slumped over where he left her unconscious no she's unconscious she's still breathing okay uh i'm gonna point at him and be like this isn't your territory he like he he cringes a little bit when you point at him but then when you say that he stops and he looks at you and says who are you i don't need to give my name who the fuck are you he looks a little confused for a second and then he he looks at you and he shakes his head and says ah uh, too much trouble and he turns around and he starts walking back down towards the alley the opposite direction from you hey Hey, get the fuck, fuck back here. I'm not done talking to you, you mangled freak. He turns a corner. Do you follow? Yeah. Get the fuck back here. You run, you turn the corner, and you come across. It's a dead end, and he's nowhere to be seen. Fuck. Okay. All right. Well, that was a fucking bust. What the fuck? <laughs> Elsa's gonna be fucking talking to herself it's like what the fuck uh, <laughs> she, she's gonna turn around and uh, um, she's gonna go back to that girl and she's gonna pick her up and take her back so she is she's unconscious but you you forcefully like got him off of her so at, at her neck she still has some lacerations and she's uh, bleeding a bit at her throat. Oh god. Okay. It's like starting to drip down. It's a real waste of blood. Unless you tell me that vampires can heal other people with their saliva, then I'm just gonna stay away from that and just try and I'm gonna resist it for now. I'm gonna bring her to a crowd and be like, She's been really hurt. You need to get her to a doctor right now. Yeah, you find you find like another group that's kind of milling around outside and you give her over to them. They're like, oh, my God. And they're like, call a hospital. And and they just kind of 
you know, sit with her and, you know, they actually, they kind of like try to carry her somewhere where there's a payphone. Okay. And then I'm going to, I'm going to watch them fail and like, going to step away, watch them, see what happens and then make sure she gets to a hospital. All right. Meanwhile, and I just wanted to say before, I know someone who's not very perceptive right now. I'm going to go back into the building and I'm going to go disturb the fuck out of whatever's happening in that room and just knock really loudly. You were also like chatting with a bunch of people before the whole scene happened and then that happened. So we can say, you know, Dallas, you are. Oh, is, is she done? Yeah, well, you know, Dallas, you you have actually enjoyed yourself quite a bit uh, because of your humanity rating. That kind of stuff is not a problem, and you're feeling pretty relaxed and in the nice afterglow as all of a sudden this bam, 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 bam is on the door. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Occupado. So fuck you too. There's a problem, and we need to take care of it. Mm. Get your okay, ass I'm, out of here. Okay, 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 okay. Give me half a second, Jesus. And I'm gonna wait outside. Does the guy come out first, or is she just in there by herself? Oh yeah. Oh, the guy comes out first after he like puts on some clothes, and he just kind of steps out, and he just gives you this. I'm glaring this at him, and I have my arms crossed. Did you have fun? He just doesn't even answer you. He just keeps on walking. Thank God. And then I just walk into the room. I don't even care if she's dressed or not. And I shut the door. Well, did you have fun? Yes. Is it over now? Is it done? I mean, you, you, you kind of ended it with the banging on the door. So, yes. What's up? Says, uh, there was a girl that got attacked outside in the alleyway. She was attacked by something that is is us, but does not look like us in any capacity. He looked very disgusting. He just looked like a, a deformed dog with, with sharp teeth and hopefully that girl's okay and hopefully she's not so what you're saying is that there's a there's a thing like us on the loose. Yeah, and uh, I tried to go after him, and when I turned the corner, he wasn't there. Tried to go after him without me. Well, you were a little preoccupied, so I didn't want to bother you while you were having such a great time with a fifty-year-old man. He's like 25. Oh, you got that information when he was in here, huh? No. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, I decided that I was going to tell everyone about our very cool, uh, groovy nightclub. And some people seem excited, some others don't. Some others wonder why we don't have a mosh pit, but whatever. Get your jacket on, and I want to go look for this guy. All right. Uh, give me half a second, and I will finish getting dressed. She's just going to stand there with her arms crossed. <laughs> so are y'all going to search for this entity? I want to. Like, I don't know what... Dallas wants to do, but 
that's another thing that she just saw that looked like us and was doing something like we did and she wants to go look for it and like she's like describing details like he was a male he was he kind of looked shocked then i forced him okay clearly you 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 don't know how to relax for a night but that's okay we'll 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 work into that eventually <laughs> i just glare at her <laughs> So the two of you look around, and there's no need to roll for this. I mean, you you do not find this thing, this person. Uh, you do find, you know, you go to where the the attack happened, and yeah, there's some traces of a violent attack that happened, but no trace where he went or what else happened after that. He he is long gone. God damn it! Yeah, and. Chad, you said he didn't have a nose, right? Right, it's more of a skeletal kind of thing. Yeah, and she's like taking her hands and she's like putting it like over her face, and she's like describing what his face looked like to Dallas. She's like, it's like you could see his bones and shits, and like he didn't have a nose, and it was really, and there was just patches of hair everywhere, and just, just so gross. That is real gross. I'm glad I don't look like that. She's just gonna... She She's starting to get frustrated because all she's been wanting to do is find people that look like them and talk and, like, feed like them and feed like her in Dallas. And she's just... I have an idea. And we're gonna go back in that club. She just wants to keep finding people that are like other vampires. And she's having a really hard time because she found someone that looks like them. And like, they're, they're just nowhere to be seen. And also he was really rude. And he was just like, he's not going to deal with me right now. So you he's all him in the throat. <laughs> he just said that he wasn't going to deal with me right now and that's really rude uh, and I also elbowed him in the throat and you would have been proud if you were here but I I don't know about you but I want to keep looking for people that look like us or at least do things like us now because there's only us and I know there's we only have each other that sounds really cheesy but there's got to be other people in this city that are like us there's at least two because that's how we got here there's more than two there's got to be more than two how do you feel about going back in the nightclub and looking for people uh do you think they're going to be in the nightclub if you saw that guy outside I don't know, but I'm assuming he didn't want to go into the nice club, depending on how he looked. He can't really uh, not have a nose and want to uh, get on the dance floor. All right. So uh, it sounds like Elsa wants to go back into the party and investigate and try to find some vampires. Uh, what about Dallas? Dallas is content to go along for the ride for right now. So you go back into the party and it's fairly 
uneventful in that regard. Like you don't find any other indication for any other people that are like you at the party. Uh, you know, Dallas, you you manage to enjoy yourself. Elsa, you're you really need some me time after this. But yes, yeah, the night passes uneventfully. Uh, how are you going to spend your day? Day. Yeah, were you boiler going to sleep? Room. Back to the boiler room? Yeah, I might as well. I'm going to take one quick look as we're leaving the, the club, and I'm just going to look for people that look suspicious or trying to bring people back into the alleyway. You don't see anything, and you, you go back to the library and fall asleep in the boiler room. The day passes. Uh, both of you give me another rouse check for waking up to this night. It's Friday night. Nine. Motherfucker. I got a one. Tessa, your... I'm sorry, Dallas, your hunger does not increase. Uh, Elsa, you are at hunger one. God damn it. That's not too bad. I'm always at hunger one. Yeah, you get used to it after a while. Yeah. Okay. This was the night when... Gregory said that he would talk with you about that phone call he had with a realtor. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So you go to his office. Hello, Gregory. It's like, hello, Elsa. I have good news. Oh, good. I knew you would. Yes. I talked to the realtor and I did a little research on the property. And, you know, the place is, we'll say, affordable. Uh, there hasn't been, you know, it was either get it sold or get it torn down. And I guess the realtor is a little bit desperate. Did find something kind of interesting about that club though. Oh, please tell me more. And she's going to close the door and sit down. Yeah, it was back in the days of the, uh, well, the, the Reich. Uh, it was actually a secret club for homosexuals uh, where they can go and enjoy each other's company without, you know, the Nazis interfering or finding out about them because, well, we know how history went. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was a little bit of interesting fun fact about that place. So are you still interested? Oh, yeah, totally. This will be a good time to uh, be inclusive, or is it exclusive or inclusive? When you're, when you're, when you're like open-minded and everything. Inclusive. Inclusive. It'll be a good time to be inclusive and you know bring people together and uh, have a safe environment for people. Well, it's interesting. So uh, if you are interested in this, I mean, it is Friday. Um, well, it's Friday night. Uh, we can go ahead and express interest. But uh, from, uh, from what I hear, the inside's a bit of a fixer-upper, so you may have to do some work on it. Oh, uh, that's not going to be a problem. All right. So we're going to go ahead with this? Yeah, totally. I know uh, Dallas would be super excited. He nods. I'm going to grab his hand. She's like, I really appreciate you doing this for me. You're welcome. Uh, obviously, I, Elsa, I don't mind. Uh, I do have a concern, though. Uh, what concerns is that? 
Well, I I heard from my friend in admissions that they they reached out to the number that your friend Dallas had given us to to call her home to to get the paperwork done, and uh, she said that she got her father on the line, and father said that she had run away from home. What is everything okay, Elsa? And he has this, you know, the the, the concerned look. You know the concerned look. Um, no, there's nothing wrong. I. Uh... I didn't know she did that, actually. I I don't have any clue why she ran away from home, but I am sure that is her problem. And if she wants to get away from home, then she can... Uh, if she wants to be out on her own... And starts living as an adult in Germany, then I think this is a perfect time. And yeah, I don't know what the relationship is between her and her father, but um, I think it'll be fine. It'll be okay. The, the look of concern deepens a little bit. Gregory, everything's going to be fine. It's okay. I don't remember if Elsa and Dallas talked about her running away from home. I had mentioned that I was leaving home. That I, my dad couldn't, I didn't think my dad would be safer on me. Okay, well, I'm not going to tell him that. He did make a face about my dad, so maybe he just doesn't like him. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they are just having problems right now, and they need to get away from each other. But he nods and says, "Well, you know, your friend, she is, she is an adult, so she can make her own decisions." I'm just, I am just concerned. That is all. I'm just worried yes. about Dallas's safety. That's okay. You have every right to be concerned about her. Um. But I think that her living with me will be good for both of us. You know, I can take care of my own and I'll be glad to show her the ropes of Heidelberg. And I get, just give him a, a winning smile. <laughs> so I, I think given the fact that you have, you have a property in mind to buy, you got to fix it up a little bit. You have, you know, the boring mundane stuff of canceling your lease at the old place and moving your stuff over to here. Let's, let's, let's do, let's speed up. Let's do a let's speed up. jump cut. Yep. So it is, it's been a few weeks. Uh, you closed, you closed on the property and not, not, there weren't really any other takers. And as a matter of fact, the realtors were kind of glad that somebody was interested in it. Uh, so it's been a few weeks. Things have been moved in, fixed up. You you actually have a a spot on the second floor that you guys had, had worked on to make it safe from daylight. So you have a place to sleep. Uh, I'm guessing you two are just working on getting things going. Gregory probably pitches in as he can during the day. Um, so like I said, it's been a few weeks. Let's just start with both of you rolling a D10 and divide that by two, and that will be your current hunger this night. Two is my current hunger tonight. 
seven divided by two is divided down. So about three. Three. Ooh, you are hungry. The, the, well, you're not starving, but the beast is definitely letting itself known. Is it's kind of scratching at your throat a little bit, just letting you know that it's there. God damn it! So at this night. Elsa, you being a little bit hungry, Dallas, you're at hunger too. Uh, Elsa, last time you put off hunting for a while, it ended pretty poorly for some old man. So are you going to do something about this tonight? I am going to grab Dallas or tap her shoulder while she's like putting up a curtain or something. I don't know. Um, And just be like, so do you want to go out uh, hunting? Sure. I'm gonna head to the woods or what? I hmm. do you well you seem to do very nicely at Heidi's. So I'm guessing that's your place. But I didn't eat anybody at Heidi's? Yeah, but you can totally find someone to bring a home with you. You can bring them back here, and she does like a little waggle with her shoulders. <laughs> so you can eat them? Elsa is asking Dallas to get her some take. Takeout. Yeah, a home delivery or something. Just tell them that uh, uh, two is better than one. And uh, if they're interested, they can come back. And uh, yeah. I'm not going to kill them, per se, but uh, I'm just a bit hungry and I don't feel like leaving. And she just stares at Dallas and blinks. <laughs> Dallas looks like you've, like you've gone insane. <laughs> Pretty, please. No. Pretty? No, I'm not going to go bring you a snack. <laughs> grown-ass vampire? I was 24 when that happened. I was 18. I don't ask you to bring me home a raccoon. And I would do it for you in a heartbeat if I had one. Just keep going back and forth and arguing and then eventually Elsa's just gonna throw up her hands and be like, fine, I'll go find myself a man. <laughs> and just like, just leaves. I mean, I'll go with you so you're protected, but I'm not going to find you a, a meal. So I'm guessing, like, Dallas is following her while she sings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going out on the hunt, so Elsa and yeah. Dallas together. Where? What kind of place would Elsa want to hunt at? I mean, there's... There's, it's early enough to where the bars and some of the clubs are still open. There's students always around. What would you do? Um, I'm going to go to a quiet bar, unless the beer garden is open at this hour. And beer garden would be open. It would be. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go to the beer garden because that's where Elsa likes to go. It's quiet and. There's a garden, and, like, she's gonna, this is gonna be her me time, so she's gonna bring El, she's gonna bring Dallas to the, to the beer garden, and she's gonna show her around, and I don't know if beer gardens are actually, like, beer gardens, where they have, like, little... No, they're usually, like, 
bars that kind of have an outdoor component, and there's lots of beer, food, and singing. Okay, so she's going to go there, and she's they're just going to sit on the outdoor patio while listening to a singer or an acoustic guitarist. No, no, no. Everybody sings. Oh, no. Don't want to do that. Freaking songs. No. Well, I think Elsa would partake in singing. So... So you guys go into a, a beer garden, you place an order, and look around for a potential meal for Elsa. And she's going to find someone that's just her age and maybe find like a like a student or something. Okay, and, so we're trying yeah. to attract them via seduction. Is that what we're doing? Hell Yeah. Me a charisma and subterfuge role. So that would be two and subterfuge. That would be four. Replace a die with your hunger die. Okay. So still four. Yep. So that's a ten, two, ten, eight, and seven. Holy shit. <laughs> what did you get on your hunger die? Eight. Okay, so you got pretty good success. So you, you you're chatting up some some student and uh, male female. Uh, let's go for male for now. I need looks like the goody goody two shoes, and yes, I'll bring her home by eight and blah 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 and shit like that. Men tend to be easier, so you. <laughs> You chat him up, and you are turning up the charm, and this guy, he is so interested right now. He is like... I'm sitting so close to him and being so cute. And he's got his arm. He, at one point, you let, you let him put your arm around you, and he's like, gives you a squeeze, and you guys are... He's drinking. You tell him, like, drink some more, and you're just kind of, like, when he's drinking his beer or his head, you, like, pour a little bit of your beer out on the ground and smile at him and bat your eyes. and Yeah. I look over at Dallas. <laughs> what does Dallas look like? <laughs> Trying not to gag. <laughs> like, oh my god. This is so cutesy and everything. And so <laughs> I'm just like trying to be cute and like like go up to the guy and be like, so do you want to get out of here? And like just do a little waggle. He's like, I so do. Where are we going? Right on. Um, so I'm going to give him the address and we're just going to maybe walk a little ways. And then. Are you going to feed out in the, like, before you get to your place or what do you, what's the plan? I don't want him to know where the club is. Okay. I mean, there's, there's lots of dark alleyways in Heidelberg. Okay. So she's just going to take him to a dark alleyway and like start kissing his neck and whatever and just bite into him and make him feel awesome. <laughs> and actually, as you drink his blood, you can taste the the taste of his blood has a bit of a sanguine humor in it. Like it's that very mm. tasty, very, very like subtle hints of that joy and excitement that mortals have that vampires yearn for. And so how much are you drinking from him? You have a hunger of three. So how much are you slaking? 
But if I if I put take all of my hunger down to one or down to zero, he'll die, right? You have to kill him to bring your hunger to zero. You can slake two uh, hunger from him, but he's going to be unconscious and may not wouldn't absolutely need medical attention, but he won't be well for a few days. Yeah, I'm just going to bring it down to one. Okay, so you drink, you slake one hunger worth with the blood, and he's enjoying himself. He's smiling. You're smiling. What is Dallas doing? Where Are you watching? Or you're probably out in front of the alley, aren't you? Dallas is hunting for a raccoon in the alley or something. Like behind Elsa. She's like, come here, little raccoon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I still don't know if there are raccoons in Heidelberg. Or a rat or something. Or possum. There are definitely no possums in Germany. Are there raccoons in Germany? I don't know. So why don't you give me a composure and animal Ken roll to see if you can attract <laughs> some kind of animal while Elsa is necking with some guy in an alleyway. That's a messy critical. Fortunately, the guy, he kind of drifts off into a pleasant sleep. With the alcohol and the blood loss, he slips off into like a pleasant sleep and he slowly slides down the wall. Right as you hear Dallas kind of like sound like a wild cat on top of a rat or something, just <laughs> and finds some kind of animal that she's biting on. And also the, the, the drinking that he did, like the alcohol that was in his blood, you, you feel that not like your mortal days, but the, the echoes of the remembrance of, of having just enough alcohol to feel kind of good. Hell yeah. I'm going to drunk vampire on the loose. While you're swooning a little bit, with the blood and everything, Dallas, you you stand up out of the the refuse or whatever it is you did. We found this animal with it in your fangs, and you stand up. And before you have a chance to react, you get struck in the chest by something, and all of a sudden, all of your muscles kind of lock up, and you fall flat on your face, unblinking. Oh God. Elsa, you are touching your lips a little bit and you're like, oh, wow, this is a good feeling. And then next thing you know, a hand covers up your mouth and you feel a sharp, you're not sure what, just penetrate your back. And a wooden, like a sharpened wooden stick is sticking out of the front of your chest and your muscles go rigid and you're wide eyed. And the person, whoever it is, is holding you, whispers slowly in your ear. He says, Schlafensi, good Fraulein. Oh, what does that mean? Sleep well. No, 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 mm -mm, no, mm, I can't do anything about it either. God damn it. For both of you, you, uh, you're a little bit amazed that you're still conscious. You just can't move. And you hear whoever this person is barking orders. And there's multiple people, which you can't see because, well, Dallas, you're face first. And Elsa, you've been, you've had a, a black hood put over your head. Eventually, they put a hood over Dallas. And you feel both of you oh, no. carried off through the alleyway somewhere. You're both put, I think, in the trunk of a car must be it's very dark in here it closes and you hear an engine start and you're driving off somewhere neither one of you can move you can't speak you can't blink what's going through your minds right now uh internal screaming this is where it all ends i'm going to die uh fuck with the taste of rat in my mouth <laughs> at least i had that that nice wine blood taste in my mouth She's, yeah, internal screaming and cussing. <laughs> it's just going to run through her mind. 
the car ride seems to stretch off into eternity, just obviously because you're scared, you have no idea what's going on, but eventually the car does stop and you hear the trunk that you're in open up and you're carried out. You are placed in, you're each placed in a chair and you are tied, your hands and feet are tied. You're bound on these chairs and you hear that same voice, um, Elsa, of the person that was behind you, uh, tells them, he's giving orders, like, bind them tight. I don't want them squirming or moving. Uh, you know, are you ready? Okay. Remove the hoods. And then your hoods are removed. You still have the, the wooden stakes you cast. And you're paralyzed still. And when the hoods are taken off, you see you're in the woods. You're, like, in some kind of clearing. It's it's not dark because the there's a couple of cars like up here in the clearing with their headlights on so it's very brightly lit in here and in front of you sitting in another chair is this this man who looks like he's in a a nice suit it's in a bit of a older style but he has a, like a mustache not like a, a huge mustache but just a, just one mustache. Uh, Elsa, you would recognize that this mm-hmm. is kind of the style of soldiers back in long, long time ago. You've seen old pictures of, of German soldiers with this type of uh, facial hairstyle. And he is sitting there in the chair. He has a whetstone on his lap, and it, he's slowly sharpening what looks to be like a, like a German World War I bayonet. Just the knife, just the blade, not, not connected to a gun or anything. And so he's slowly, slowly, you can hear them rubbing up against stone as he slowly, he, as he softly sings a little, a little bit to himself. Just idolize, idolize. And he's just humming to himself. And he, it's, you guys are, Basically, your heads are being held or you're being forced to look at him. You can't blink. You can't look away. And as he sharpens his blade and he's done, he you know, cleans up the blade. He wipes it down a bit, polishes up real good. And he walks over to the both of you. And he just slowly like shows the, puts the bayonet in front of your face and turns it over so you can look at it. Almost his body language is almost like a, like a sommelier in a fancy restaurant showing you the bottle of wine that he's about to uncork for you. And he sl- slowly shows it to Dallas. And then he goes over to Elsa and shows her the blade too. And he flicks his thumb over the blade and goes, it's very sharp now. And then he backs up a little bit. And he nods. He looks like he nods to somebody who's behind you. You you can't see anything because you're paralyzed. And he looks back at you two and says, so the stakes are going to be removed. And I'm going to ask you a question. And if you lie to me or tell me an answer I don't want to hear, I have authority to end your existence right now. And I'm assuming that you understand. And so he nods again to the people behind you and the stakes are pulled out of you forcefully with like a, with like a loud sucking sound. And you're both able to move. You, you growl at him. The man with the knife looks at you, both of you, and says, who are you and where did you come from? And I'm very calmly and reluctantly going to be like, I don't fucking know. I... 
was at Valpurgisnacht and someone bit me. You're at Valpurgisnacht? Where where on Valpurgisnacht? In the amphitheater on the Singstrasse. So he actually, that actually causes him to pause. And he looks over at you, Dallas, and he says, And you? I'm just kind of sneering. I was also at the Thingstrata on Valpurgisnacht. My name is Dallas. I haven't given my name yet. I would, and I just kind of look at Dallas. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Um, I didn't say anything. But yeah, that's the look I give her. Like, why would you give him his name, your name? He asked for it and he has a knife. Doesn't seem like he knows quite what to do with that answer. And actually, he, he takes the bayonet and he kind of sticks it into the wood of the chair he was sitting on. And he, he turns back around and he looks over behind you, Elsa. And he says, tell the prince what you just heard. And the, the man with the mustache puts a finger up to you and puts it up to his lips. Says, silence, the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> the person behind you, Elsa, he walks away. And this is obviously, it's a male who walks away wearing dark clothing, got uh, dark hair. It's a little bit. Not, not super long. It's like a little bit longish up front. And he walks close to one of the cars and you see he reaches into his coat and he pulls out what looks like a, like a shard of a mirror. And he drips a little bit of blood on it. And then he starts talking to it. Uh, uh. And the man with the mustache, he looks at both of you and he just kind of cocks his head. Like he's very interested all of a sudden. And he looks over at you, Elsa, and goes, and, and what is your name, Fräulein? Which is interesting because uh, in Germany, they don't really use Fräulein anymore. It's a very archaic way of addressing a young woman. It, it translates to miss, but it's, it's Fräulein would be something you hear somebody's grandmother call somebody. I like knowing all the, everyone who's in my city. Why do you want to know? It's my job. Elsa and Dallas. Interesting. And he looks over at you, Dallas, and says... And I spit at his feet. Oh, he spit blood at his feet. He goes, charming. He looks over at you, Dallas, and says, judging by the looks of you and the horrible dye job in your hair, you must be American. Guilty as charged. You know, Elsa, for someone who really wanted to meet people like us, you're not doing the best job of making yourself appealing to talk to. I just kind of snicker. I'm like, just trying to keep it because it's very serious. I'm like. <laughs> so at, at this point, the, the man with the mustache, he hears that and he looks over at you, Elsa, and says, oh, so this is the first time you're meeting our kind? Oh, allow me to be the welcome party. Hello. You know, this wouldn't be a problem if, you know, the person who bit me would just fucking talk to me. We wouldn't be alone like this for weeks at a time. Well, it seems whoever made you abandoned you, so it looks like you're stuck with me. By the way, my name is Maximilian. I'm the sheriff of Heidelberg. Nice to meet you, officer. Of course, he's Maximilian. <laughs> of course, his name is Maximilian. Oh, I'm not, that's not Elsa talking, that's me talking. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Gives the briefest of smiles. Right as the the other man in black 
uh, walks over to Maximilian and it looks like he whispers something in his ear. Max nods, looks a little bit disappointed. He picks up the bayonet and he walks over to you, Dallas, with the blade in his hand. And he stands, he stands not, not close enough to where you could like, I don't know, kick him or bite him or anything. And he, he looks at you and he says, well, orders are orders. And he takes the bayonet and he sticks it in the sheath and says, looks like you survived this night. Be grateful. Yep, um, that works for me. We could just go to a bar and talk about things instead of kidnapping two women in the middle of the night. I just kind of glare at him. Do you understand that we have been on our own for weeks and we haven't had anyone tell us how things run around here? Yes, I can see how that would be a problem, which is why our prince is so gracious to say that you should be shown the ropes a little bit to make sure that you don't make a mess of things like you did a few weeks ago with those neo-Nazis. They had it coming. I don't care. My job is to clean up messes like that. And usually, when kindred do things like that that could possibly expose us to the mortals, my job is to turn them into ash. I usually like to do it slowly. I don't think you'd want me to do it to you. Just kind of give a little pouty, angry face. <laughs> And um, I look at Dallas. Yeah, he looks over at you and says, Fraulein, you're so ugly when you're angry. It just makes me growl more. <laughs> just stop calling me that. So he snaps his fingers and the a couple of the two other people that were there that you assumed were there because, you know, he, the sound of motion and pulling the stakes out behind you. But two other men kind of walk out from behind you and they both get into one of the cars and Maximilian starts walking towards that car and he's over at the, the other guy who's dressed in black. Looks, he looks a bit youngish, like, uh, like he possibly a college student. I don't know, but he looks over at him and he says, Leon, escort the two ladies home and tell them when they're expected to be seen. That's a good boy. And he gets back in the car. He gets in the back seat of the car and he's driven off. But, and I look over at Dallas after he's gone. I'm just like, are you okay? I'm fine. You need to work on when is a good time to spit and hiss and when is not. I don't give a shit. The young man who's left there with you. I mean, there's another car illuminating the place, but he looks over at, at you and says, you do not want to make that guy angry. Whatever. I've had a long night and all I wanted to do was go out for a bite to eat and look what happened. And what the fuck is he talking about when he says when were to be expected? The, the, Prince would like to meet with you in a few nights. Uh, we have a club opening, and we're trying to put it together. Does he not know that? Oh, okay. Um, so I understand that both of you are still 
pretty fresh. There's a lot that you don't know. Um, Shut up. Just take me home. Take us back to the club. Okay. You know where that is, right? Uh, no, I, I don't actually. Great, since we'll give you the address since your officer already knows where we are. Okay. Um if I might as well just he looks over at Dallas says, if I untie you two, are y'all gonna like jump me or anything? Cause I really had no part of this. I'm just doing as I'm told. I'm cool. I'm like ripping, but I'm just like, I guess we don't have much of a choice, not do we? Okay. So he goes, he unties Dallas first. She stretches her limbs up, but she does not make a move to jump him. She's kind of just still like looking at Elsa like she's grown a second head for someone who wanted so badly to talk to people and then just acting like this is so weird. And Dallas just doesn't know what to do. And uh, the guy, Leon, as he was called by by the sheriff, unties Elsa, and he looks at both of you. He looks at your chests and says, "Do you you can heal that? You know, the hole. How? How? Uh, just imagine the the flesh knitting itself together. Just just concentrate on it for a second." And I need, if you two want to do that, I want both of you to give me a rouse check. Is that with a hunger die or a regular die? No, just one die. Just roll the dice. Seven. Four. So Elsa and Dallas, your hunger increases by one. You're back to three. (laughs) And uh, you both concentrate and you see the hole slowly starts to close and seal up. Wait, you mean Elsa? Because I got a seven and Elsa got a four. Oh, wait. Did I say Dallas? I meant Leon gestures over to the car and says, Well, if you ladies want to ride, hop I on get in. I in the car and I don't say anything. Thank you. Okay. All right. So you get in and he goes, So, how about that address? I give him the address to the club. So he's going to drive you all back to the club. Elsa, you said that you're kind of stewing in silence. Dallas, are you going to ask him anything? Say anything? Is there a place we need to be to meet this prince? Uh, Obviously, if we don't show up, I'm assuming we uh, are uh, potentially going to meet with another stake and uh, bag to the head or possibly just the bayonet. So I'd like to avoid that. Uh, Where do I need to be? Yeah, so he says in in three days' time, there's going to be uh, an Elysium, um, uh, a gathering of our kind, and the, the prince will be there, and and the prince will get to meet you and decide your fate. Ugh. All right. Who is who is the prince anyway? The prince is the one that made me. Okay, is he a fun? Is he a singer like like the prince, or is he? What's happening? I don't. I would have been in such a better circumstance if we weren't kidnapped and brought to the forest with stakes in our bags, and if he would have not just shown us his favorite bayonet. How about that? Uh, that would be nice, right? Right. 
Well, Maximilian, he, he does love his job. But just to explain things, because I understand that you guys are completely new to this whole thing. So the prince is the kindred, that's, that's our word for us, that runs the whole city, that is rules over all other kindred in Heidelberg. Okay. So the boss Ken. of the vampires. This is the boss. Yes, and, and the prince the prince has the power to decide who gets to continue existing and who does not. And typically, usually, if a kindred, if somebody uh, embraces another without the prince's permission, huh. both the sire and the child are destroyed. Normally, we'd be dead. So... Got it. You two being allowed to live, yes, normally you would. So this is a special circumstance. So I would strongly recommend that you do what the prince asks you to do. And what would we expect out of the prince? What is his personality? What is his desires in life? What is what is he normally like on a say Sunday night? Yeah, I don't think I'm really comfortable with this line of questioning. Um, um, well, I have to know who I'm talking to. You're talking to the most powerful vampire in the city that can order you destroyed and sick Maximilian on you. Um, and you, how much do you know? Well, I guess you wouldn't know about the different clans, would you? Well, the buzz. One man, uh, what are the, he looked terribly deformed and he looked like a, a patchy dog and that was almost skinless and he didn't have a nose and sharp teeth and. Ah, that would be, uh, Dorata. He's a Nosferatu. Ugh. He's disgusting. He attacked yeah. a girl, and I had to... Yeah. I sort of elbowed him, so I'm wondering if... Yeah, he he let us know. Yeah. That makes her very upset. And... Yeah. Just gonna make a so, note of that. So, there's... There's different clans, so I'm going to just give you the basic rundown because we're a few minutes away from your place, but there's there's a few of us clans. Clans, think of them as like uh, the families, I guess. There's the Nosferatu, there's, you know, the, the ugly ones, uh, there's the, the Gangrel, they're more like, more bite closer to animals. There's the Bruja, they're pretty angry and pissed off all the time. There's the, the Ventru, they like to be, they're like nobility and rich and big pains in the asses. And then there's my clan, uh, the Tremere. Uh, we are blood sorcerers. Ooh, okay. So the prince is the strongest blood sorcerer in the city. That makes a lot of sense. That's wondering why I'm so angry right now. And that makes sense why you acted like an animal two nights ago. Okay, that's weird. So <laughs> I tell you what, how about this? How about I take you girls home and tomorrow night I will see what I can do to, I mean, maybe we can meet up again. Just kind of show you the ropes a little bit. So
So if we're on name to name basis, I would appreciate if you called me uh, Miss Kruger, Elsa, Miss Elsa, you know, just to make it sound more like I'm more of a lady and not a child. Just kind of spitting that out there. Just spat the word. I will take that into consideration. You could hear him roll his eyes. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Um Dallas's <laughs> mouth is open and she's just staring at you. <laughs> what? She just throws her hand up. What? <laughs> He's taking Are you <laughs> You see are you five? You sound like I'm a little pissed off. That's what you're wondering. So you act like a princess? You know, I ca- I came out here to have a good time, and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. So. <laughs> well, that could be because we attacked you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had to put one meme in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm dead. (laughs) We're already dead. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs. Yeehaw! Welcome to WAND Radio. My name is Emmett. Whether it's your first year on campus or your fifth, I'll be your guide through this magical mystery thing called College Life. Emmett, what are you doing in here? Uh, nothing. Okay, because this equipment is very expensive, and the university wouldn't like it if it gets broken. Remember, you, Rupert, and I are on in an hour. WAND Radio. For your magical listening enjoyment on nerdsmith.org or wherever you download your podcasts. 